Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At Home in His Love. All about how do we spend time with Jesus? What does it look like to make our home in Him? And how do we learn more about His love by just being in relationship with Him? I'm here with Esther, who is Christina's friend. Uh, I've actually just met her, but she's already completely fantastic. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear uh, everything that she wants to say and what like the Lord is doing with her. Um, so Esther, your name is Her Royal Highness Esther. Would you kind of expand on that and like let us know who you are and yeah, what you're up to at the moment? Hello. Um, thank you for having me, first of all. My name is Esther. Um, I live in Northampton. So I work with a surveying company and I've also just started my own company as well. What's your company and how come you started it? Um, so my company is called Eagles Management. Um, I started it basically because God led me to it. So one night I was just kind of like, you know, in bed at like 2am and I got woken up and a lot of ideas just kind of began to flood my heart and God began to speak to me about the um, business industry and how he wanted me to get into it and how to take little steps. So he began to give me ideas, he gave me names, um, he just gave me different aspects. He gave me basically the whole business plan and because it was so heavy on my heart I literally got up at 3 a.m and I started painting things down write things down I started you know designing the logo because I literally saw what I wanted the logo to be like and literally everything came together and on the same day I launched the business literally at 7 a.m and because I just had answers to a lot of things I knew exactly what God wanted me to do I knew how he wanted me to start the company and that's how I started and this obedience of just he speaks to you in the middle of the night and you go for it has that been something that you've practiced or how have you known that it's been him waking you up um oh obedience is a huge one um I've <laughs> learned I've tried to stand in obedience um to what God instructs me to do but I think in the business aspect it's, it wasn't just something that I got woken up at and God was like go into business there has been seed sown into me concerning the business and industry literally since when I got saved Mm. and I've got prophecies upon prophecies about how God is going to bring you into the business world and just different aspects of the business world and I've always had in my heart that okay God is going to want me to start business and last year um, I got prophecy and someone was saying to me God wants you to start praying concerning the business industry start getting ideas proposal business plans you know how to run this business and yet last year whenever I remember literally I will have scriptures and I'll just read out those scriptures I'll pray over them and I'll just speak in tongues in an unknown language and I'll just be like Holy Spirit I receive utterance to pray in alignment with the will of God concerning business I was praying about my career so I had a lot of time just kind of watering the seeds that I've been planted within me I think that night you know this seed just kind of sprouted and God was just kind of like okay it is time so it is something in a year's making so to say it has been a seed that has been watered and I just happened to be in a situation where I now could receive from God Mm. what he wanted me to do that's super cool so before we started recording we were kind of chatting about the different things that God's been saying to Esther and the different prophecies and yeah you've got a lot that you're kind of navigating so how do you steward that and know when something's for this season or so you said that you watered that for like a year how have you learned to do that and how do you navigate that one of the things that my pastor actually has always trained me to do 
is whenever God reveals something to you, whenever God speaks to you in a specific line, that is the time to start praying over it. That is the time to start watering that seed. It's not necessarily means like whenever God speaks to you is the time to start walking in it, but perhaps it's the time to start training yourself in it, start mm. learning of whatever it is that God has spoken to you. So I've learned to be that whenever I receive a word, I straight away ponder on that word I receive more understanding on that word I receive more wisdom concerning that word and I just make sure that I am watering the seed of the prophecy that I've been sowing within me and the way that I then know is when is the time to walk into it I just I sense it in the spirit most of the time and you know sometimes God will just speak to me and just be like okay this is the time to start doing this or there'll be a time where a prophecy will just you know a line within the prophecy will just drop in my heart and whenever it drops in my heart, I'm like, mm, okay, it is the time for me to start doing something with that. Mm. I think it's all about understanding how God speaks to you as an individual. One thing that I know is God speaks to me a lot through prophecies that have been given to me. God speaks to me through the word of God. Sometimes I'm reading the word and that word is so profound within my spirit. Like I can literally feel my spirit limpy for joy. And I'll just be like, mm, this bears witness to my spirit. And one of the things I've also made sure to do is I've got two amazing counsellors that surrounds me my pastors and if I ever feel like okay I need further assistance on here or I need some confirmation here I you know go to them speak to them and see what they say see what they feel in this spirit you know I feel like it's wise to get counselling especially when you're not sure and Mm. but one of the things I will say is if you're not sure about something it's probably not time to move on it yet I reckon um you know you need to be confident and what God is saying to you you need to be sure that God wants you to do this God wants you to move in this area and just being confident in what God is saying to you and so going back just slightly to the her royal highness and that royalty yeah I guess I feel like sometimes God will say things to us that we don't think is possible in that moment but it does bear witness and it's something that he wants to grow and often I think his kind of dreams for us or his love and knowing who we like truly are is a lot more powerful and with a lot more authority than we would believe for ourselves so how have you like walked into that so when you know that it's coming but maybe you don't have it like you know it's not for now or maybe there's been a prophecy and you think wow god is that really for me like with a business or like being a prophet to the nation how do you deal with that kind of i guess like imposter syndrome of lord are you really saying that but also okay cool i'll go for that if you are yeah i think it's just about having confidence and trust in God and having faith in who he is as a person knowing the character and the nature of God if you read the Bible the Bible talks like that he is the God of impossible a lot of things that God tells you to do will be impossible to the natural ears it'll Mm. be impossible to you yourself it'll be more than you that you can do and um you know and I feel like like for example for ones, I always say to myself I always call myself um, royal Ines or people call me like Queen Esther I'm, and yeah I'm a royalty first of all we all really are in a sense of that we are the child of the most high king it doesn't get any more royalty than that um but you've also got prophecies that God has spoken to me about about um coming before kings and you know kings talk about people in authority and people who are high up there to me I'm just kind of like that sounds quite ridiculous God (laughs) that that is God isn't it he is a God of impossible yeah and you know you've got someone like um Joseph who what and was in prison and all of a sudden he was placed in the highest he was basically the second in command to a whole nation and 
I'm sure when God was revealing this to him, he got so excited. He was telling his brothers, he was just like talking and this and that, but he had no idea the road that was ahead of him before he could get there. But God has spoken. And once God speaks it is so, the Bible talks about not one word that God has spoken will go unfulfilled and, you know, his word will not fail. So I've learned to just trust God and be like, you know what? This sounds crazy to my natural mind, but I'm going to trust you, God, because you've spoken this and because I've seen evidence of what you can do in the Bible. Mm. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to trust what you have spoken to me. And, you know, if you're receiving prophecies about something in one line over and over again by different people, I mean, you can't tell that everybody that you've heard it from is not hearing correctly. It yeah. could just be that, you know, just God just needed you to trust them. God has given you confirmation. Now it's down for you to read those words, those prophecies over and over again. Let it bear witness in your spirit, you know, until you begin to see, until you begin to believe what God has said and just watch God do what he does best. Mm. Yeah. So we're in our third lockdown. This is a yeah. national lockdown. And I think from a lot of people, there's things that God has said, but then thinking about it in COVID when you can't travel and church isn't even happening or you know students are like online at uni I think a lot of people slightly feel like they're in a pit like Joseph was or they're kind of lost in the wilderness and don't have their direction yet have also got words about where God's taking them how would you encourage people to keep pressing into that and believing for it when it just feels like everyone's getting fatigued and this lockdown is going on for ages one of the things that I would say is first of all community is literally I think one thing I've learned in this lockdown for myself as well is community is powerful mm-hmm. God did not call us to do this life by ourselves he called us to do life with people with the church get yourself surrounded by people people that will motivate you people that will lift you up that even when you can't pray for yourself they'll pray for you they'll surround you or people that you can partner with to pray with you to stand in a prayer of agreement with you and you know that's one of the things that I've learned to do second of all just keep reminding yourself of the word of God one thing that God has instructed me and myself to do this um, this period is listening to my own prophecies over and over and over again. Sometimes I'm sleeping and I'm, I leave the prophecies on, literally just praying. <laughs> I wake just up, to absorb I, it. Literally. One of the things I've always learned is though you're sleeping, your spirit is not sleeping. Wow. So your spirit is absorbing. Your spirit is taking in everything that has been said. Have you ever had a situation where, you know, you're doing something and all of a sudden you remember something? And it's like something that you've had whilst you were sleeping in a podcast or something. That's Mm. because your spirit picked it up. Though to your natural mind, you did not even pick that up, but your spirit picked it up and then it brought it back to your mind. The spirit is always working. So you can always be feeding your spirit. You can have prophecies or, you know, the word of God or sermons or something just playing in the background. I think it's so important for us to remind ourselves about the nature of God and how just how much he loves us the bible says that he gave his only begotten son and if he can give us his son how much more is it going to give unto you Mm. and you just need to remind yourself of that that God loves me he loves me so much he gave the biggest thing I mean if you have a kid you would understand more than anything whilst we're still sinner that shows how much he loves us. Mm. So think about how much more that he would do for us during this pandemic. Think about how much more that he wants to give you. The Bible talks about every good and perfect thing come from God above. And just remind yourself, write down scriptures that talks about the love of God for you. 
write down scriptures that remind you about the fact that God is faithful in all his words. I remember that you said this, and this is what your promise is to me, and I'm bringing it back before you. And I know that you are faithful, God. You're going to achieve that which you've spoken over me. And, mm. um, you know, be like David, encourage yourself um, in the Lord. Remind yourself of what God has said to you. Rejoice in this spirit. You know, there's so many different things that you can do just to keep yourself uplifted, just to keep yourself remembering that though it doesn't look like it in the natural I know the God that I served I know how big God is and I know how faithful he is I know how much he loves me he has never let me down so he's not going to start now just you know talk to yourself speak to yourself encourage yourself remind yourself of who God is and I think that is literally the best thing to do especially in this circumstance I love the phrase that you use of just how much more can God do right now and yeah I guess it's a challenge as well to stay open to what God's doing especially when the natural as you were saying like doesn't look like that because if he is the God of the impossible and can keep pouring his spirit out into situations then how much more is he willing or how much more does he want to do um and something that you've been kind of saying is like a lot of this is coming out of a place of prayer like with friends and also for yourself how has prayer changed like during the lockdowns or like what's your journey with prayer been Oh, my journey in prayer. Do you know what? I'm going to be so honest. Um, the first lockdown, I was thriving. <laughs> you know, wake up every morning, I'm praying by myself. I'm like, oh, I'm just loving this time with God. God, I'm just so in love with you. Let's pray together. Let's talk. Let's commune. You know, just like, just living life. Second yeah. lockdown, I was a bit like, oh, God we're in it again while I mean I enjoy working from home so it's like I can't complain but then I noticed during the second period I allowed myself to get just to relax a bit you know and just to be like oh I've got so much time I'm home all day every day I don't need to keep to my schedule I can pray whenever and you notice that one day turns into not praying two days three days a week goes by a month goes by two weeks two months go by and you're barely praying and you know, I found myself just slacking a lot during the second lockdown. And by the time I got into the third lockdown, um, I was like, okay, Esther, what is going on? I sat down and I evaluated myself. Anyone that knows me will tell you that I'm so big on like schedules and like my calendar. Mm-hmm. If it's not in my calendar, I don't do it. Um, that's literally just me. Um, Eat lunch, 1pm. So- <laughs> yeah go to the shops 3 p.m go to the shop at four o'clock go honestly I do that I'm like have shower at this time go to work at this time you want to be sleeping at this time this is your studying time if you don't study at that time honey it's not happening not gonna happen yeah, yeah. it's so bad because I've got quite I allowed myself to get very restricted that I don't even I stopped giving to God time to spontaneously move you know sometimes God would just like I wake you up in the middle of the night and say I want you to pray right now and you're like well God I'm praying at 2 p.m <laughs> I need my sleep right now I need my sleep right now don't wake me up in the middle of the night yeah um, and I found myself you know just putting God in a box and then I let myself go and by saying you know I'm just gonna flow with the spirit whenever I feel like praying I'm gonna pray but then also that was a bit extreme for me um, because I stopped consistently praying I was like unless you know I feel in my spirit to pray I'm not gonna pray and now in third lockdown I've gone to a point where like I don't even know where I am with the prayer habit and, <laughs> but one of the things I did 
I started doing because I did at the end of second lockdown I did an evaluation I went back on my schedules and I looked at it and I saw how much I was very active in the praying and studying the word um, aspect of life and then how I allowed myself to get distracted by tv or you know by going for walks and just doing a bunch of different things doing like you know house parties connecting with people calling people house party uh, like the app online yeah okay <laughs> okay so house party is basically like you can talk to so many people at once and you can start playing games and yeah. like having games nine and all these things um i allow i put priority my priorities became different i started doing other things thinking that i had more time and by me doing that evaluation i was able to be like okay esther though yes though you've been praying your praying habit has not been the same you've stopped praying consistently, you've stopped um, doing certain things. And whilst I'm very big on flowing in the spirit, not making things into religious, I'm also a very big believer that habit is very important. Yeah. Creating habit, you know, even whether you feel like it, when you don't feel like it, even if it's like 30 minutes every day praying in the spirit or studying the Bible, I think that is so important to create. Um, and I kind of let that go. So in my th- in third lockdown right now, one of the things that I did was I got myself a mentor and I talked to my mentor about everything because I realized that I lost the passion for prayer and um, anyone that knows me before I, I absolutely enjoyed praying praying was like everything to me I could be praying for three four hours I was absolutely wow. in love with praying I always wanted to just sit before God and just pray and listen to him and you know the moment that I stopped enjoying it I stopped doing it and you know one of the things that my mentor taught me to do was write down scriptures as to why we need to pray and the bible talks about praying continually and you know it's like okay how do i pray continually and i've just had to remind myself that okay whether i feel like it whether i don't feel like it i need to pray all day every single day i need to set a time where i am praying before god listening to god because one thing is it's very impossible to be in tune with God and not communicate with him. Mm. Very important. It's very, it's not possible for you to fulfill the things that he wants you to do without sitting before his feet and listening to what he has to say. How can I go into the world and claim to, you know, maybe be a prophet or be a teacher or be whatever it is that I'm doing. How can I be the best of myself when I'm not listening to the one himself who is instructing me to do those things when I'm not mm. in tune with him. And you'll notice that when you're praying in the spirit and you're praying all the time, your spirit is in tune with God's spirit. And you can easily, you can easily discern, you can tell your, you can easily say, understand what he's saying and what he's instructing you to do at a certain point. Um, so I've now gone back to a point where basically we, I just went cold t- turkey on my, on my body. We're fasting we're doing at least one hour and a half prayer every single day whether I feel like it or not it might feel like it's religious right now to my flesh but I'm killing my flesh because I've allowed my flesh to get comfortable and you know oh you know it's all right I don't need to pray today I don't need Mm. to do this you know and one of the things by getting all those scriptures down is I'm reminding myself why I'm praying why prayer is important why God has instructed me to do it because praying is not just something that God said oh if you feel like praying or not no it's an instruction yeah it's not an if it's a when if it's not yeah exactly it's an instruction so you have to do it whether you're feeling like it or not you need to pray 
And by me getting all those scriptures together, reading them over and over and over again, I am building up my spirit. I am opening my spirit up again into, you know, praying um, and making sure that I am doing what I am to be doing and following instructions. It reminds me of um, Romans 10 when it says faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Mm. And just the fact that you're using so much, so much of the Bible and messages to encourage you to keep praying and to keep like meditating and being absorbed in that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's just a reminder not to discount when you're reading the word, how much faith can come, even if it's not like something tangible, it is going to encourage you to keep going further. Exactly. I think a lot of people do struggle with prayer like even you saying that you pray for like a couple of hours is probably going to freak out like a bunch of people listening no it's it's really good because I think a year ago I didn't like I kind of didn't know that people would be willing to sit down and like pray four hours or something and hear from God I just didn't know that that was like a standard you could not get to in like an achievement way but more as in like wow God is that great that people are willing to sacrifice that much time and it's not something that's intense it's just about relationship yeah if you go to my mm -hmm. kind of church you will you will learn that to people kind of do get it. into it mm. like yeah that's cool um, though because I remember pastor Aggie in a talk I was listening to from Jesus house he was like um he he was just saying like it feels like the UK church has forgotten that prayer works and that it's a really powerful thing what would you say to someone who feels guilty that maybe they only make like 15 minutes in the morning and they're feeling tired or they've got a lot on and then if they don't do it, but know that they should, like the guilt kind of comes, what would you say to that to encourage them to go deeper, but also in a way that there's grace and affirmation from the Lord? Of course, there are times where, yeah, long time praying is important. But I think for me, the most important thing is intimacy with God, creating a consistent intimacy with God. Mm. The more you spend time with someone, the more you are creating intimacy with them and you begin to really like that person. And the more you like that person, the more you want to spend time with that person. And time is of no essence to you by then. So yes, I said, I started off by saying, I can pray in four hours, blah, blah. I am now back to square one. And I'm, <laughs> I'm back to square one. And nobody knows guilt like I do, honestly. Um, but one of the things that I learned that my mentor really taught me in this season is remembering the love of God. The love of God is not based on performance. The Bible says that whilst we were still sinner, he gave his only begotten son for us. So if it was about performance, we will not be where we are right now. It is all by grace that we are mm. here. It is by grace. It is an honor to be able to come before the throne of God and communicate with him that is a privilege in itself to be able to say like the one that literally surrounded by light I am his child I can go before him and speak to him and it's about remembering that he loves you it is not based on performance it is not based on how long you're sitting before his throne it is not before um, it's not based on how long you're praying literally it's not based on performance at all it is based on your heart towards him and all that he needs of you is to spend time with him. So if it's 10 minutes you've got every day, just go, just say, thank you, Father. Oh, how I love to be in your presence. Just spending time with him, speaking to him. One of the things that I cultivated whilst I was struggling to get back into praying um, for a long period of time was I learned to talk to God like I'm talking to you right now. Mm. And we need to understand there are different kinds of prayer. 
you know, there are praise of consecration, praise of faith, praise of worship, praise of agreement, praise of supplication, and just all sorts of prayers. And but you've also got to understand that um, praying is a two-way street. It's a communication. Yeah, I'm speaking to you. You're speaking to me. We're having, you know, a conversation. We're talking. We're understanding each other. We're listening to each other. You know, you say something. I'll say something. We're conversating. That is how it should be with God. And one of the things that God really taught me during that time where I was struggling to get back into the habit of praying for a long time, he would just be like, come before me and just speak to me. And I was just like, okay, God, I don't even know really what to say, but this is what happened today. And I got into a habit of speaking to God about what's going on in my day. So much so that when I'm not feeling like praying, I'm like, God, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not feeling like praying today. Mm. This is why I'm feeling like this. I'm I don't feel like myself. I don't feel happy about this and this and that and that. And in me doing that, I was connecting with him. I was talking to him about my day like I would anybody else because God is a person himself. And we need to learn to treat him like a person. I think because we can't see him, we all think, oh, it's God, it doesn't matter. It's but this flaky thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We need to be, you know, spirit conscious and be like, he's always with us. Wherever I am, he's always with me and just speak to him if it's 10 minutes you've got every day speak to him there was a guy I think his name is Smith Wigglesworth he said he not five minutes goes past without um, him praying and I thought so to myself like, how does that work and I always heard my pastors like saying it and I was just like how are you always praying you don't do anything else but I then realized that no he's always talking to God He's always communicating with God. Whenever God says, okay, whenever your boss or anyone says, okay, I need you to do this, you can talk to God about it. You can be like, hey, God, this is what I've been told to do. What do you think about this? The same way that you would talk to your best friend or spouse or anyone, it's just all about creating intimacy with God. So don't be guilty. Remind yourself it's not based on performance. Um, Don't allow condemnation to come in because that is the works of the enemy. That is not of God at all. Just speak to him. Just love on God. If it's five minutes you've got, start off by little by little. And it's like, one thing I've always said is it's all about consistency. It's all about creating that habit. Someone who is speaking to God, you know, let's say every single day for 10 minutes, who has learned to not make a decision without speaking to God, personally I think it's better than someone who has one day a week praying for four hours and that's it no because that's not a that's not a relationship it's a relationship that you want to create with God you want to create your own personal relationship with God you want to create intimacy with God and I you know I hope that the more that you then do that the more that you realize that an hour has gone past I've been talking to God and I didn't even feel it I didn't realize it then and even when you're not feeling like it in the flesh you will find yourself still communicating with God because you've created such a a habit in making sure that you're praying with God, you're speaking to God every single day. I was listening to a video by, like, do you know Prayer Storm? I think actually Christina showed me about Prayer Storm. Storm. And then he was like, um, Daniel prayed three times a day every day and did that for decades so whenever when the crisis came he already had such a consistency with the Lord that he didn't need to change his habits because he was Mm. already meeting him so I think that endurance and diligence that you've been speaking about and just consistency and like authenticity as well to come to God because he he already knows all our thoughts like he's the one who made us so he knows what we're thinking so just like yeah bring that honesty is really cool it's amazing you said that actually because I was listening to like I was on Instagram literally yesterday and Mm. I was listening to someone was preaching 
and they're like just tell God what you're thinking because he knows what you're thinking anyway yeah so you might as well just open your mouth and just let him know have that communication with him let him know exactly how you feel if you feel disappointed just be like God I am disappointed in this and this and that it's just that's just it isn't it especially mm. if you have a best friend and your best friend annoys you or they do something that really upset you you will talk to them wouldn't you or I would hope to think you're matured enough to just be like honey this is what happened this is how I feel let's talk about it do the yeah. same with God he's so much he's probably better anyway he knows everything so <laughs> you begin the best answer from the one that knows it all yeah and because we're dependent on him when we're coming into his presence like we just need to wait for the spirit to start working because mm-hmm. I've um, often heard people describe it as like you go in defense of like oh no god I need help with this and, uh, but as you start to speak to him and the faith comes or you're praying in tongues and then that really edifies you you kind of leave his presence on the offense of being like okay cool yeah I can do this or like really feeling him yeah. not that it's just a feeling but as in you get that you get that encouragement and empowerment I'm conscious that the time is going and this is all very 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 interesting uh so you both have your business and you're kind of growing and teaching and you've got pastors kind of investing into that and also you have your day like your daily job and then you're also profit and growing in that so these are loads of different themes of like how life works are there ways that you have found that you would steward all those different things the same ways or like what would the similarities be when you're growing in these different things that are part of life and what would the differences be um I think the one thing I want to grow in everything (laughs) for me again is consistency Mm -hmm. um and discipline one thing that I learned about myself is when things get really hard I just want to stop like I just want to like pause on it not do anything else and just go by myself and just like hide and hibernate because I hate failure so much I hate failing on things I am my own biggest critic and mm-hmm. um, one of the things I've learned is failure is not a defeat just because you failed does not mean literally you're failed the most successful people in this world the amount of times they've had to do one thing in order to even get to where they are today um, so one of the things I want to learn to do is to be able to be to be okay with failing I think for me is that um, and how to then move on and deal with that failure. And um, that's one thing I think I want to create in a habit that I want to create in every single aspect. And just to be kind to myself, um, to be disciplined and to be consistent. Um, I think if I have those things down, <laughs> I'll be good. And one of the things one of my pastors has always said was, she said, um, yeah, the, pa- the power God can only get you far, but character is what will sustain you. Mm. And it's all about your character. You don't want people to know you and just be like, oh, she's a very powerful woman of God, but her character is this and this and that. I don't want to, I don't want that. I want, you know, to be like, yeah, she's a powerful woman of God. She is powerful in character um, and in the things of the spirit. I want to be wholesome in everything mm. um, that I'm doing and whatever God leads me to do that's really cool and it's cool asking this question at the end just so that because people have heard kind of everything that you said how long have you known Jesus for and yeah when did you come to faith because I think there's this myth that like it's you know the most powerful the ones who most like love the Lord it's because they've come from like generations of people like setting up churches and all these different things Mm -hmm. but yeah I think your story is different so when did you come to faith (laughs) yeah um so I got saved at a church called Faith House Church in Northampton exactly four years ago in January 25th 
So I'm going to be four years on the 25th of January. Whee! It's been a journey, though. It's been a journey. And if you were to disciple, like someone's just come to faith, how would you disciple them so that they're where you're at and passionate about the Lord? What would you do? Oh, so if I was to disciple someone, I think for me, um, it's about making sure their habit in prayer is sustainable. Because one of the, I feel like if you get your prayer habit unlock you can a lot of things will fall into place for me I think prayer is literally one of the most powerful things um to disciple someone in to get someone into a habit of because then by me doing that then I can teach them how to hear the voice of God for themselves how Mm. to then decipher and how to discern the voice of God and how can I discern my voice apart from the voice of God those little things you can train people in so the more you pray the more you can begin to teach someone how to hear the voice of God and then you can you've got the word of God as well to make sure that every single thing that you're here if it's not in the word of God then it's most likely not God because God and his word are one so when Mm. you hear something from God you can then go to the word of God find scriptures that back up exactly what you believe that you've heard and but all those things again that all goes back to prayer so for me that is possibly the one thing that I will use to um decipher um discipline someone cool and I think I think we all know that that is where it comes from but actually like having the vision and saying that it's from prayer and then being able to do that in your day-to-day is I guess what we really need the empowerment of the spirit so thanks for giving so many really good tips and yeah for bringing the grace into that as well so last question talking about God who can do the impossible and often has bigger dreams what do you want to see God do either in your life or in the world like in the future something that you're like I can't die before I've seen this happen yeah oh for me it's about anyone who knows me will know this it's about seeing the glory of God in manifestation if we go in the I think it's in Isaiah it was talking about you will see the glory of God and all flesh shall see it all flesh talks about believers and unbelievers alike one of the things that I want to see so much is the glory and the power of God in manifestation in my life and through my life I want to see signs and wonders and um, mm. yes don't get me wrong it's amazing you know healing the sex but I am ready to start seeing the crippled walk in the rate the dead being raised back to life I am ready to start seeing the glory of God coming down on earth that is what I'm saying you know the bible talk in the book of Acts in the last days I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions that is what I want to see in manifestation. I don't want it to just be doctrine anymore. I feel like for so long, the church has been on doctrine and the word of God. And don't get me wrong, the word of God is powerful. But I am now ready to see the glory of God literally descend upon the earth. Where mm. people can be like, you cannot deny evidence. You cannot be like, oh, yeah, um, I know the Bible says this, but no, because once you've seen something, you cannot deny the evidence of God. You cannot deny the fact that he is real more than anything. I'm I'm just ready for revival in this time. I think that is the one thing that I want more for this generation. And, you know, when you read the book of olds and you're seeing all these people that have gone through revival, that have experienced things, you're seeing people like, 
um, Kenneth Agin, you're seeing Smith Wigglesworth, you're seeing all these people who have experienced, you know, A.A. A. Allen, what's it, oh, my favourite, Maria Woodworth ever. You've seen them all literally bringing manifestation of God's power on earth. And I think we're lacking that a lot in this generation. We're lacking the demonstration of the spirit of God. And that is where my heart is. That is what one thing that I am consistently saying to God, God, we are ready Please. in this generation to yeah. just see your glory, to see your power. We want to see your manifestation. Let your word come to pass, you know, reminding him that he's a faithful God and just being like, God, our heart is ready to receive. You know, God was so good. The Bible talks about in the book um, and in the book of Hold, how the people of Israel by night he's leading them by fire and by day he's leading them by cloud and I'm like god they were not even born again and we are born again yeah we are in a better you know we've got better new testament we're in it under a better commandment so it's like god what are we doing wrong what is it that is held in your glory and your power invisible why can't we see it in manifestation I want to see clouds filling the place I want to see see that as well yeah honestly I'm like so ready you know I've only ever got a glimpse of the cloud of God's glory and since then I've just anyone that knows me since first year I've been studying on the glory of God I'm I'm yeah I'm ready to see that for this generation I'm ready for this generation to be turned from their wicked ways and turned back to God and I really, truly believe it will all come by evidence, by seeing the manifestation of God's glory in display. Yeah, I want to see that as well. You just <laughs> made me excited again. Because it's like, you can have that dream, but I think, yeah, we've got to be so patient to wait for when the Lord, like in his perfect timing, wants to show that and just be eager for it. It reminds me of um, you know, the parable about the women and the lamps, and then yeah. some of them like aren't they just don't think Jesus is going to return soon so it runs dry I think it is that time to keep making sure that your lamp is burning for him yeah and there's been so many prophecies about like the UK and revival and a change in the nation so I I think that's one of the things that I wouldn't be content if I died and like didn't see his glory or didn't see people moving oh my god I'm not dying for that (laughs) I will see it one of the things is I think for me one thing is as well I don't even think it's God that is withholding that I just don't think the church are in the right position yet for it because mm. I feel like God is always ready like he's always ready and if the church was walking in unity because there's so much division within us as well yeah and if there was unity and we are walking in love and we are demonstrating the bible said the angels of God they are looking down on us to see the manifest wisdom of God that tells you how much the church itself carries and how we are to be demonstrating the very power and the wisdom of God to the world I like to see we are to be the place of where people are running to for shelters you know for answers during this COVID you know the government should be running to the church for answers they should be like what does God want us to do how does God want us to deal with this situation this is oh this is one thing I'm really passionate about I I really like hope there's this time where the church is far in front of other people and like society that we'll mm-hmm. look to as the leaders for it mm-hmm. because if we do have all of the wisdom from the spirit and like human wisdom is foolishness and the spirit of god like that wisdom is amazing mm-hmm. we like we do have the answers and we have the ability to know so we just yeah. need to grab hold of it yeah we just need to you know because everything has been deposited into our spirit 
isn't it? We we, just like, Jesus to... Christ literally rose again. We have freedom through that and we have the Holy Spirit is even better than that. And we get to live yeah. in the intimacy with God. Mm. So we've got we've got everything that we need right now. We've got it. It's all within us. We just need to pull it out. We just need to align ourselves properly, I guess, and just pull it out and just go before God. Like it only takes one person to decipher the thoughts of God. Like it takes one person to really pull out what is in the heart of God. But like I was saying with Joseph, it, it only took one person to decipher what God wanted to do in the midst of a famine. And, you know, he went before God and he received wisdom. He knew exactly what to do to keep the nation to be fed in the midst of a famine. You know, so why are we not doing better? Is it the fact that we've all just kind of gone, oh, you know, there's grace. It's fine we've just gone kind of chilled or what exactly is it yeah but, um for me it's just kind of like god your glory we need to like press in in the spirit pray more for the glory of god pray more for revival like this is i just feel like this is the best opportunity right now for the church we've got so much time just pressing in the spirit let's all just go out and pray like 24 hours a day and just pull out things in the spirit and just yeah bring forth the glory of god yeah yeah it really could happen i believe it will i believe it will. yeah i have heard stuff about um like revival like if there is going to be a billion soul harvest then Mm -hmm. the church like really needs to kind of step up in terms of its discipleship and like having the people there to make Mm -hmm. sure that people who come into the church are like discipled well to keep leading yeah um i think one of the things even my church is praying about is laborers arising you know, the Bible talks about the harvest is plenty, but the labor is a few. Mm. Um, how many of us, even though we call ourselves Christian, how many of us are actually rising up to actually go into the street and bring in souls? The Bible says you can ask for souls as your inheritance. So this is actually our inheritance. We can be like, God, I want souls. This is what I want. Not mm. just like, you know, Prada shoes or anything like that. Just like <laughs> souls. We want souls. Go before God and ask for it rise up as laborers and just see the amount of souls that are ready to call forth angels to go forth and begin to prepare the hearts of people and begin that whenever they hear the word of god their heart will be ready to receive it i was not always a christian so i'm literally the biggest believer (laughs) that it can really happen it can happen yeah really god will just turn things around you'll just notice certain things aren't for you anymore and you just find yourself in a place where you're ready to receive God as your Lord and Saviour. That's that's what we need when the churches need to arise. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? We've got the best tools for it. And this is the thing. I've been with technology is literally the best evangelist tool right now. You can reach multitude than you probably will if you are just in your own church because we're now streaming we're having to reach out to more people by social mm. media and people are so bored and there's a lot of depression and people isolation counseling is one of the most biggest thing right now because people are facing so much trauma they're facing a lot of um, depression this is now for the churches to arise and use the tools that god has prepared because the bible talks about everything was created by him and for him so that tells me technology was created for him to advance the kingdom of god so we can use this 
to talk you know about the things of God to bring hope to bring the good news to tell people that the captives are being set free so for me I'm just kind of like the churches actually have a lot of tools at their hand right now to reach more people than you will if you were in church yes you're reaching your congregation but you're not reaching far more than that or your own town but with technology you've got their tools mm. to reach worldwide yeah and Jesus literally is the prince of peace wonderful counselor we know the best counselor out there so intimately exactly, exactly. this has been so good would you mind just praying for anyone who's listening who's kind of like whoa I really want to do this but like how the flip am I going to do that Lord would you just pray for them to experience that empowerment and yeah anything that comes up thank you father for everyone that is listening to this podcast The Bible says that he's that has an ear to hear, let him hear. I pray for the ears of everyone listening to this podcast. May they hear the voice of God loud and clear. May they be able to comprehend and conceive of your word. I pray that this podcast, Lord, will bring forth revelation. I pray that those that are listening will be encouraged, they'll be strengthened, they'll be energised to seek your face, to pray and to commune with you. May they draw near to you with a sincere heart and confidence. I pray that as they are seeking your face, that you will reveal yourself to each and every one of them. May they have an encounter with your spirit. And today, Father, I come against any form of guilt, any form of condemnation. For your word says that there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. May they come to the full realisation of your love for them. I pray that this podcast will bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. There'll be another episode next week. Hit me up or my guest on the socials if you want to know more. But yeah, if anything has resonated with you today, please pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. If you feel like it's something for you for this season um, or to incorporate in your life, then yeah, please do that because intentionality can bring so much expectation of what we think the Lord is going to do with us um, and in this world and in the season and with the church. So it's great to just be getting stuck in and asking him more and more.